Hey, I'm Coach C. Collins. Coach MJ. And welcome to About That Life Podcast, where we talk about basketball life and everything in between. Thank you guys again for those who are consistently listening, for those who um, who are supporting. We appreciate it, as always. Um, you know, go ahead, if you're watching it on YouTube, hit that like button. Uh, smash it for us. Please uh, destroy it, right? Um, uh, go ahead, hit the subscribe, you know, uh, hit that follow. If you're listening to us on audio, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, or wherever pod, Cast or at, please go ahead and hit that follow. It it supports us big time. Uh, one small click for you is a big help for us. So we very much appreciate it. So um, today, uh, when, what's today? It is December tenth, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. January. Or January. January. Sorry, I don't know January. what I think. December. I'm twenty twenty one. I'm. I guess I still feel like we're in twenty twenty because all right. shit happening, and we're definitely going to talk about that crazy stuff going on too. Mm-hmm. But first, before we get this, let's um, let's talk. Uh, well, it was funny. I was talking to Tep, and um, we'll get to our guests very very shortly. Um, but we basically ended up basically calling since I'm we're ba- we're about to interview every single coach from Jessup from the women's side. Anyway, we're gonna call January Jessup month, right? <laughs> <laughs> so because that's pretty much uh, what we're about to do. So uh, with that being said, we have another assistant coach from the women's side from William Jessup. Um, she, I will get to all her accolades cause she has a good amount of them. And, and, uh, uh, we, me and her have known each other quite a while too. And I would like to call you a friend. I would think we're, we're yeah, pretty cool. Sure. <laughs> sure. And so no, we're going to talk um, a lot of good basketball and things like that. Um, uh, just so you, well, again, let me say your name so they know who you are. Who's listening? Uh, Megan, how, Megan, how you say your last name? I didn't even Critcher. Critcher. Yeah. Okay. Megan Critcher. Thank you for being on the welcome. show. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs> I, um, first let's get to your accolades. Let's get all that out the, out the window. Cause she's got quite a few of them. Hooper. And, yeah. She's a hooper. She is a hooper. So let's get that, get that clear. Uh, this she's well, yeah, she counts as our first professional yep. woman hooper, right? So yep. yeah, because yep. we had DT as our that's true, our male professional hooper. Yeah. So you're Ooh, our first. Yeah. So you 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 hit a milestone <laughs> for us. Thank it. you, we <laughs> appreciate it. Okay, so let's start off and give you guys her itinerary so you know her background, and then we'll go from there. So I uh, went to high school Woodland Christian right through your sophomore year. Uh, Pioneer. I went to Pioneer High School junior and senior year. Right, graduated in two thousand eight. Uh, one notable accolade, which is pretty cool. It's funny because DT basically had the had the same style of accolade. Now I'm looking really? at it and thinking about it. Uh, her high school career, she had 645 blocks. Hey, and remember, okay. and DT, if you look at that yeah. episode, that's what helped him help oh, him stand okay. out. Because uh, didn't he have like nine blocks in one game or some yeah. crazy stuff oh, I like think that? He's like 14. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, like, like 14. So one game. Yeah, so I that's think funny. that was my highest too, actually. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's actually. crazy. That's yeah. funny. No, that's cool. Yeah. That that is actually really a funny, strange coincidence. That's funny. But, um, <laughs> blocks. And now it's senior season, uh, league MVP, and nominated for a McDonald's All-American. Hey, Very cool. Okay. Very cool. Um, her AAU program is Sac Sting for two years and finished with NorCal Elite. Yeah. Okay. And we'll obviously talk more about your AAU experience and stuff like that because that's mainly, mm-hmm. obviously, what our show is geared towards. Right. Um, her college, okay, so more progressed from high school, went to college, um, went to uh, UC Santa Barbara, uh, said redshirted freshman year because of knee surgery. What'd yeah. you do to your... Yeah, I, 
it was a, it wasn't ACL or anything cool okay. like that. It was, um, it was much less than that. So I was lucky. <laughs> okay. Well, that's um, good. so it, my kneecap okay. was crooked. They had to go in like my, uh, it band isn't connected to my kneecap. Okay. Long story uh, short. How many months? So, <laughs> how many months um, it actually was like a six week recovery. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it wasn't anything ACL. crazy. It yeah. took time to really get back yeah. into it, but uh, yeah, it wasn't as bad. So okay. that was good. And then from there, it's Sac State, right? Yep. And, and then, uh, oh, wow, broke broke the school conference record for blocks in a season. Yeah. 111. Yep. Wow. And then, my uh, thing was blocking. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's, <laughs> why, that's what I'm saying. It's literally DT was like the yeah. same thing. That's yeah. why it's hella funny. Yeah. And then um, uh, finished third in the nation for uh, block shots. Wow. Yeah. Very nation. Cool. Brittany cool. Griner was playing at that time, too. So wow. Nice. <laughs> she was number one during that I time? I think she was probably, yeah. Like, wow. That's okay. not right. That's yeah. your you're in a very uh, elite category <laughs> so there's are. nothing wrong with that yeah. so then we uh progress to your pro career um and you know i'll skim through it right <laughs> as we can we'll get more into it as uh, is poland right poland mm-hmm. first and then yeah. top league out there mm-hmm. uh what's this uh germany hand, hand over germany, germany. yeah mm-hmm. um second league out there yeah uh let's see what's this italy yeah right yeah, uh, parma parma italy, parma, mm-hmm. italy top yeah. league nice and then let's see czech republic yeah all right, Turkey, yeah. wow, and Melbourne, yes. Australia, and I, I've been to Australia, so I definitely want to talk yeah. about that one too. Love it. Love um, Australia, uh, except the bugs and snakes and shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they got the big old bugs yeah. out there. But <laughs> no. no, great place, great place, absolutely. But yeah. you know, again, uh, that's her accolades, and obviously we'll get more into that. But you know, welcome to the show and. Thank you. You know, let's 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 pick your brain about some basketball. Yes, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. so many questions. Yeah, that's again, as you know, that's what me and Mark try yeah. to do. We just want to get uh, get an understanding. I'm here so, for it. <laughs> uh, first, um, tell me about your your AAU journey, your experiences. You know, the process. I mean, again, I put your your itinerary out there. You fill in the gaps, right? But right. let's talk about the process from AAU. Your experience of that high school, college, to pro, you know, mm-hmm. how did you evolve at every level? Um, and honestly, how did you adapt to the game? Because obviously right. when you end with the pro level, mm-hmm. right, you know as well as I do, and we talk about all the time how, you know, bigs have to become multi-positional, yep. right? And for, well, for those who are listening and who don't see you, mm-hmm. how tall are you? So they, I'm 6'4". Okay, yeah, so, so she's, that's what you guys understand. She's <laughs> she's a post, right? She's a, she's a, she's a yeah. big, so... Yeah. Um, but obviously, and I've I've seen you play when you're back in town, and mm-hmm. you know we've played and pick up and stuff at court side and stuff. You do you can do a hell of a lot more than just typical big shit. So you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe talk about that evolution too. But Definitely. going ahead. Yeah. Um. So when I was a AU age, um, AU was just really like starting to get going. Like it was really like. I probably started in like 04, 05. So that's really when my older sister was all high school. That's where the colleges came to see you. But now like, um, so AU was just starting to get going then. um, And going, so starting at Sac Sting, they were, um, they were great for me. I had never, I from Woodland, so small (laughs) town, you know, I had to drive, drive out to Sacramento to really find anything. So Um, so starting there, they, they helped me a ton. Um, I love sexting. They, um, the coaches there, they were, they were great. Um, and then was there for a couple years, decided to just make the move. Um, NorCal Elite then was, they had like Vicky Baugh, they had, um, 
Q and Coco Davis, who okay. they went San Diego State. Yeah, um, I know that. Vicky name. Ball went to Tennessee. They they had some good players, and so you know, NorCal. Um, uh, what was NorCal Elite? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're not. I, I don't oh. think they're even I around I anymore. Around, yeah. I think okay. they kind of like disbanded. Yeah. Okay. But you know, that's how you go. I that's mean, how they, everything's changing. I right. came back from overseas. I had no idea. Who was <laughs> <one>. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, Really, like, I I was kind of pigeonholed. I I six foot sixth grade, so you know everybody yeah. was like, "You're a post, stay inside, mm, right, don't right. do anything but that." So, yeah. um, it really like I really evolved more like college. Okay. Um, getting into my freshman year, um, having that knee surgery, not playing, I really I credit that year to getting my shot. Okay. So, all I could do was like form shooting. I did that every day yeah. during practice. The boring um, stuff, right? The boring stuff, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I got I got a great shot then. Um then I mean and I, I still play I played the five the whole time through mm-hmm. college. Um playing at Sac State, we were a run up and down team. So okay. I was able to do a little bit more there. Um we really my coach tried to get me to shoot the three i i was not ready for that at that point (laughs) apparently so you know (laughs) but um playing inside playing a little bit short corner high post i love that um that mid-range was my favorite did you have to be like um because again like you said you're playing an up and down game fast right i mean did you have to really did you have to really work to become like a mobile big basically you know a big yeah. that can really get up and down definitely yeah okay. I, I had to get in shape for that <laughs> she could, we were like a track team but oh. you know i was never like i was never super fast but i was never like really slow mm-hmm. so yes. that that helped a lot and i i know my coach saw that she was like you can at least get up and down the court <laughs> you know some 64 girls you're like right can't right play in this system so she called me um she called me her experiment so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. i I think it worked out yeah so. <laughs> clearly it did yeah it was it was good so uh, i love playing that system santa barbara was a very like structured system coming from like play every time down the court to wow. control chaos she yeah. called it so nice. um yeah she's now the um jamie craighead she's now the coach at san uh san jose state so, nice. yeah nice. she's she's awesome so um yeah and then really didn't start stepping out and like working on my real ball handling like shooting the three until after college really oh, i mean no. we worked on it but i never really like put it into um into action in games yeah. until I was overseas and stuff. And so. then that's and so when you transitioned to that pro level, did it was it kind of basically you had to do it on your own, or did you kind of have people kind of help you mentor you along the way? I mean, I, I know I know Ted yeah. for sure was yeah. So you know, training, really, so. right out of college um, was Lenina Noah. She mm-hmm. she does YBA now. I know yeah. a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, she she helped me a yeah, lot. Yeah, shout out to Noah. Great shout person. out to Noah. She's <laughs> she's awesome. Um her and Ruthie helped me a lot. Yeah. Um Ruthie Bolton, you know. I yes. think everybody knows think who everybody that is. Knows that is. <laughs> Just have to say like Ruthie. Eight time Olympian. Absolutely. Yeah, we played some like three on three tournaments down in oh, LA gosh. and it was it was awesome playing with her and both of them. So they um they helped me a lot with that. The shooting, the ball handling. That's Noah's thing is ball yeah. handling. So nice. um they helped me a lot with that. Um and 
really the shooting i mean i've always loved shooting i think i just needed to get the confidence for it right, right. <laughs> stepping out of my comfort yeah. zone in the post so um ended up really uh, most of the teams still overseas put me just in the post <laughs> i i tried to step out and shoot when i could yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i have one coach in australia he actually let me nice. like put in stuff so i could shoot and i shot like i think like 42 percent okay. that day okay. so you know yeah. i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> i can't shoot but Good. yeah you know so um definitely evolved as a player from from high school to overseas and it was it was fun like being able to see that so and then it's speaking just on that and i think you you can appreciate this as a trainer too in Mm -hmm. my in my opinion it's it's much um it it is more it is difficult to um basically teach a post Mm -hmm. you know to acclimate guard skills Mm -hmm. but it is easier to kind of teach a guard yeah. you know big you know what right. i mean not no, to say definitely. either job is more than the other but it's like if i wanted to teach lebron how to post up yeah. or kevin durant mm-hmm. how to post up it's a little it's much easier to teach yeah. them that than to take uh uh like a son white side and say for all right sure. i'm gonna <laughs> shoot some uh, right. go bird okay i want you to start <laughs> working on your step back cross yeah. or like you right, know what i'm saying right. so what i'm saying to that is for what you were able to pull off that that's not like a yeah. rare th- or not an easy thing yeah. excuse yeah. me that's that's actually very very uh incredible so definitely Oh, want to speak yeah. give you give you props about thank that you, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> no i was um talking to ted last episode obviously mm-hmm. and shout out to ted because he'll kill me if i don't yeah. <laughs> shout <laughs> out to said. ted too right he got me he got me right too he tra- <laughs> trained me for a few years too so. nice and yeah. uh, um you know talking with his conversations especially about um women's basketball and mm-hmm. i think this is pretty relevant to you because i always want to get women's ex- uh, basketball uh, or women's perspective on this right mm-hmm. Um, you, you, I'm again, this, I'm just assuming this has happened through your course of it, uh, girls quitting, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. just wake up one day and quit. I just, and again, I don't coach women's basketball, but mm-hmm. I see it mm-hmm. myself from the outside and, and I don't see that much with boys. They might yeah. quit once they realize, you know, either I'm better at another sport right. or I'm not going to go very far in this, but it's, it's, it takes a lot to get. a a boy to quit you know what I mean but I've seen with some girls you know they just have one bad game and they're just like I'm done forever like you know what I'm saying (laughs) so you know I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts about that and kind of at least for you and your experience what kept you going Mm -hmm. you know what made you say I ain't quitting this shit like I'm why what's what's your why yeah yeah so I think now like touching on girls quitting I I think a lot of them it's a social thing for them Mm. um for girls it's like i want to go play with my friends i want to have fun like some of them are doing it not to go to the WNBA. Mm -hmm. they're doing it because their friend told them they're going so they wanted to go um i think it's girls are perfectionists like a little bit more than guys and we run into that with the college level like the girls i play it's they they want to do everything exactly right Mm -hmm. how you say it and we're trying to get them out of that mindset but it's hard i was the same way i was like that's a great perspective i've never thought about that but she actually you actually brought us on i know that's really cool i've never you're right that that is very more traditional when it Mm -hmm. comes to women yeah and you see like 
the open gyms, like even adults, like it's all guys. They're all playing. And I, I would even come to like courtside and stuff. And yeah. I was the only girl, maybe one of two or three. But um, it's girls kind of move on. Mm-hmm. And even this year with um, everybody getting a year back, we're not sure how many girls are going to mm-hmm. even want to stay because yeah, wow. they tend to be ready for the next thing and like move on with their life. Whereas guys are like, I just oh, want yeah. to oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care. If how I long. knew I had a free basketball right. yeah. Yeah. season. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Nah, yep. I'll be a six year senior. Right. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Damn. Right. right. No. So okay. that's a big thing. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it. Um, for me, I think I just loved playing. I, I just, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. Like I, there were times where I hated it and wanted to quit, but you know, I think for me, I just, I loved it and I loved the grind and I loved, I, I mean, it just, it was something I grew up doing since I've been like five years old. So I heard you say that you have siblings. I do. So Like when for you, like when did it start? Like, did your mom or dad put the ball in your crib? Did your sister <laughs> right. play basketball? Yeah. You wanted to be like her? Like what? Where where did it all start for yeah, you? Yeah, so I have two older sisters and a younger brother. So oh, okay. and we were very much like we were talking about Woodland, yeah. small yeah. town, like we all played sports. Nice. We all like kinda everybody knew us as the like mm-hmm. sports yeah, family out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with so that. we all played um basketball and volleyball nice. and soccer growing up. I stopped soccer in, in high school because I was like <laughs> I'm, I'm six four. So <laughs> it's just not not in the cards for me. So yeah. um but for yeah, so just growing up, like seeing it was kind of a natural yeah thing yeah, just going yeah. into it and um i love volleyball too that was Ooh, like my okay. second love and wow, okay. yeah it, it was a close one i i had to figure out which uh, i wanted it was yeah. always basketball yeah, but you yeah, know i loved yeah. volleyball too so okay. um but yeah just it was just kind of a natural yeah. thing and then the height you know that yeah. always helps the chosen, <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. The chosen one yeah so um quick question for uh, out of the places you played, what do you? What's your favorite place? Favorites. My favorite location was Italy. Nice. The uh, food out there is not not overrated. Yeah, <laughs> it wow. was it was incredible. Yeah. yeah, and the country itself is is awesome. Yeah, definitely my favorite place. Cool. So now let's transition to you are now a coach. I am. Yes. And and um. I think we talked a little bit about that, about you becoming mm-hmm. a coach and stuff like that yeah, and, yeah. and and going down this route. Cause that, you know, I've obviously been doing it a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. this is, is this your first or second year? Second year, Jessup. second year, Jessup. Second year yeah. Jessup. So yeah. now you're basically officially a second year coach. I am, yeah. Um, you know, how, how has that been? I mean, you know, mentoring young women, mm-hmm. right. Trying to, you obviously have a great, perspective that they can lean on Mm -hmm. how's how has that been it's been good so I love it I think I was ready for the change um when I finished playing I was mentally done with it (laughs) I was like I'm good I went Mm -hmm. as far I didn't want to stop early because I wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure that I wasn't like leaving and oh what if should I go back right right. no like you can ask Tab you can ask people there they'd be like you want to go back? And I was like, like, no, "No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm done. I'm retired. (laughs) Shoes are up. (laughs) So, um, because I still wanted to play for fun and like enjoy it. So, um, 
I forgot the question now. <laughs> no, I I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying how has it, it been mentoring <laughs> uh, been, the girls? Okay, so, yeah, it's been great. It's been really fun. I've been able to really take, like, the good and bad that I went through yes, and uh, um, figuring out, like, how to do that, like, how to help the girls and yep. really teach them. And I had some coaches that would be like, no, 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 like, mm-hmm. don't do that, but never telling me, like, how exactly. to fix it or what to do. And that's a big thing for me is really like giving them ways to to be better and do better and and everything. And I think that like that goes to stuff in life too. Yeah. Like you can't very cool. Yeah, you gotta you gotta figure stuff out. You can't just right. say, Oh, that's not right and then it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Well and, and I I think you give them a great perspective. You you, you give them a that's what's actually pretty cool i guess about your staff overall right because think about it mm-hmm. you guys are a, a smaller school right yep. overall yeah. in the grand scheme of things Definitely. but you have a, a, a head coach who's an ex-d1 coach mm-hmm. at duke of all places yeah. right like an ex you know d1 coach you know mm-hmm. what i mean um you have an an, an ex-pro mm-hmm. center <laughs> and, he, yeah. and who's who's the assistant yeah. coach mm-hmm. and ted who uh um was a very high level NAI player as yeah. well, but also yeah. a, just a very good coach and mentor as well. Yep. And for a small market school to have that kind of coaching staff yeah, is crazy. unreal. That's unheard of. That. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? You definitely yeah. don't see that. Not, mm-hmm. not at the NAI level. That's just not no. typical. So <laughs> exciting, exciting for the future. Yeah, exactly. So, awesome. so I think you guys are going to do really well. Yeah. You know? I, I love it. We all work really well together. We complement each other in more ways than that too. Like it's, crazy it's really fun working with them do you no go ahead no i I, I was thinking of something funny i was kind of like talking some shit okay i was saying imagine (laughs) going to their game right and then (laughs) y'all saw this video it is dude was laughing at an NBA game where the coach stood up yeah. and he was short as shit because <laughs> the rest of them. So yeah. it's like, no, no, like a man, like she's way taller than Ted oh, yeah. and the head coach oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. You imagine them all funny. standing up and they like, yeah, yeah. And, they like and they see them. I'm just picturing that in my head. That's yeah. fucked oh, yeah. up, but that's what I'm seeing in my head. Oh, but go ahead and ask your and question. And I'm not wear, afraid to wear heels. Either, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. A couple extra inches Damn. there. Like. Oh man, I'm sorry. That was just hella funny. That's to funny. That's yeah. funny. Shots fired. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. But go to him. That's your question. Uh, uh, you made me forget. Um, no. Uh, so I, I was gonna ask. So yeah, like like you just said, like you know, from from you playing professionally, you're just saying like, because I'm kind of similar to where you know, which I wa- I wanted to go back and ask you know with the whole the politics of playing overseas. And like yeah. you said, it was kind of draining you and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then for you to make this switch to now that you're coaching, would you say, cause to me, I felt, and it took me a while too. It took yeah. me a while. I had yeah. to fall in love and be like, all right, let's leave San Diego and move to Dixon right. to really, but for you, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, would you say that it's, it's easy? Like, I don't know. For me, I felt like when I finally made the decision, I'm done playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a do this training thing and really just be a mentor. And because like I said, I felt like before I was still kind of selfish mm-hmm. for myself because mm-hmm. like I still want to hope. I right. still want to put in hours for myself. Where now being a mentor and helping out these other kids, the hours that I used to do for myself, I have to give it to them. Would you feel like 
it's an easy transition. Like, do you feel like I'm, I'm right at home? Like, this is like, yeah. do you feel that way when uh, doing, doing the coaching thing? Or is it still, you're still learning a lot, I'm assuming. So the transition for me was when I stopped playing and it was that like time in between like mm. playing and coaching. Cause okay. then I wasn't actually sure if I wanted to coach right mm -hmm. after I okay. was done playing. I always yeah. said, I was like, I coached high school yeah. when yeah. I was in between seasons and stuff. And it was just like assistant. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. anything serious. Mm -hmm. but i really if i was going to make a career out of it i wanted to do college nice. so okay um it really was that time in between that was tough yeah. and i was like who am i like yeah, what am i yeah. doing and yeah. i know everybody talks about it but it's real yeah, like you that was sure. my whole identity mm -hmm. was basketball yeah. and so it was like i go from all this like glamorous mm -hmm. lifestyle that everybody yeah. thinks yeah. and yeah. to yeah. working at a grocery store yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i was yeah. like there were times where i was having having anxiety like yeah. trying to figure it out but then i think talking to one of my friends um i went out my friend in south carolina and he coached d1 he's a trainer nice. um and he was like try it for a year if you hate it yeah. then you don't have to do it anymore yeah, and absolutely. i was like i knew that but you know sometimes yeah. you gotta have somebody you need that say it yeah, to absolutely. You. so i was like okay and then it was like july and mm. i was like I don't even know if I can get a job at this point. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, Ted. Right, right. <laughs> um, and they were, he had hit me up about the job like in May or something. Uh, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. And, um, and I had worked out with them a little bit when I was home in between seasons. And um, so I knew Kurt, mm -hmm. the head coach, mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to apply. I'm going to hit him up, yeah. like, see if see if this works out and um and like i think a week later i had the job so right. it was just so. like god's timing on that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy so is there any um anything you reflect on that maybe you thought like eh, maybe i should have done this different or done that different or you feel pretty like you know what everything was okay it all i think i needed that break okay. i think it all worked out perfectly honestly nice. i'm at home i'm around family i missed that for okay. five years i was in and out and uh for well three of my nephews and niece mm -hmm. were born at oh. that time so i miss a lot of their life um leading up to that so it's been nice being being home and um, being able to be around them and that, that's cool. been huge so not to say i want to stay or will stay in sac forever maybe right. i will maybe i won't but but it's been really nice right now very so, cool yeah so i wanted to go into the WNBA a little bit yeah. because again if i have a woman on the show i really want your guys's perspective for sure um you know do you well for one did you ever have any thoughts of like trying to trying out for the WNBA or going I mean yeah. in your career did that ever have happen for you it definitely crossed my mind <laughs> a okay. few times right. but it was never something that I was like I have to get to the WNBA okay. it wasn't I I wanted to play basketball to enjoy it and travel the world really mm -hmm. after college um it wasn't I was like it'd be awesome if it happens yeah, yeah. but I'm the kind of person I'm like if it happens, it happens. I'm not putting all my eggs in this basket. Right. Like, I'm not going to do that. And um, so I really was, if it happened, I was good. If not, I was like, you know, Perfect. it's, again, it was a business. Yeah. And I yeah. was just like, I just wanted to enjoy it. And so. that's, and, it's, and I'm glad you said yeah. that because, again, that's what I think a lot of 
our parents and kids that yeah. listen to this need to understand. Cause again, I, I'm, you know, as much as I coach, you know, as much as I coach too, I'm not going to tell a kid, you can't go D1, you can't yeah. go. Pro. I'm not going to tell them that, but no. they need to understand this is a business. Once you mm-hmm. hit those levels, it's yeah. not just about if you're good enough or if you're talented enough, it is moves. It's a, it's if, if people like you, if they don't mm-hmm. like you, if if a coach feels a certain way, if the yeah. if the club has enough finances to finance yeah. you, you know, For I mean, sure. they don't they don't understand those parts of things. So I just I'm glad you kind of mentioned that. Definitely. So, so kind of staying on that topic mm-hmm. of you know having having you know in your in your in your in your head like okay maybe I would try to go WNBA or not. Now that you're a coach, what would you say? You know, for me, like I said, um, you know, I'm I'm a trainer, so like I'm starting to you know start work with more girls. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like I said, my mindset is especially with all the guys that I work with. My mindset is trying to get to the top. You yeah. Know, if I'm training you, that's Absolutely. what we gonna do, and whatever yeah. happens, happens. Yeah. But now that I'm working with girls, which I'm you know all my girls, all my GGT girls need to listen to this. You know, <laughs> listen to her. Listen up. <laughs> now that you're a coach, what and also playing at a high level mm-hmm. for a girl, what does it take? To, to to not only play division one basketball but also play pro you yeah. know whether that's overseas or you know for a, for a woman for a girl mm-hmm. a high school girl listening right now you know the girls that I work with you know whether they're 51162 or whether they're 5254 right I know you're a big but you've also played with wings and guards for a girl what is it what is it now if they're young you know what I'm saying like I said yeah. I'm trying to pick your brain sure. what does it take for them? to get there what do they have to do mentally skill wise is it the hours they put in is it mental toughness like what is it what is it i think it's a little bit of everything but i would say finding your niche like especially for the five two five four like everybody oh i'm five two i'm not gonna make a d1 i had fantasia hilliard and ali moreno who Mm -hmm. both played with me at sac state who were and i had a couple on uc santa barbara who weren't like super tall you don't have to be tall but Mm -hmm. ali could shoot the crap out of the ball mm-hmm. <laughs> and tay could shoot and she was quick mm-hmm. like you, yep. you know and could pass and so if you find what you're good at mm-hmm. work on that i feel like a lot of girls think i have to be able to do yeah. everything and yeah. like yes you should work on everything but like really hone in on those yeah. like those talents that you that you have and you're yeah. just naturally good at because mm-hmm. that's gonna make you stand out and that's mm-hmm. gonna get you mm-hmm. farther. As our shot blocker yeah. says, right? Yeah. Here. Right. right. <laughs> Volleyball actually helped yeah. a lot with that on yeah. timing and everything. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. other sports help too. Yeah. Like soccer, I think I I give soccer credit for my like mm-hmm. coordination yeah. because yeah. you know going six four, yeah. using that stuff yeah. like and not just killing yourself in one sport hours mm. and hours i volleyball i loved it because it was my time away from basketball yeah, yeah. and now i think a lot of kids think like i have to go hours and hours mm-hmm. like all year round and you mm-hmm. get burnt out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like yes you have to work hard yes yeah. i put hours in especially overseas yeah. Yeah. me and tab worked out a lot together Mm-hmm. We do three workouts a day, getting yeah. up at yeah. five, six a.m. and mm-hmm. and going to courtside at ten <laughs> yeah, o'clock yeah, at yeah. night okay. till midnight. Okay. So, like, it's yeah. just—I mean, you got to find that sweet spot. But I was also overseas. That's all yeah. I was doing. I wasn't yeah. going to class or to <laughs> yeah, school or yeah, anything. Yeah, so, yeah. you gotta you gotta find that sweet spot for mm-hmm. you. And if you do love doing it yeah. all the time, go ahead. Yeah. If not, like, yeah. find that middle ground and. Okay 
to stay happy with it and enjoy it. That's great. Uh, yeah. That's perfect. I nice, mean, nice. well then, uh, just talking about the NBA a little bit more before we move on to the next thing. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's this wage gap, right. Yeah. And, and I know I just, again, I more or less want your opinion because you're a woman who played at a very high level mm -hmm. and, and you can empathize with it as a peer in the sport. Yeah. You know, do you kind of look at, the WNBA and think like, man, there's just a few things they can adjust to maybe get some more money or do they just like flat out like, nah, people got to figure out a way to get them more money. I mean, what is your overall take on it? I'm just yeah. curious of your opinion. I mean, I think, I think a little bit of both, but it's like, they got to find a market mm -hmm. that will really like cater to them. Like I, they're kind of not all over the place, but you know, they got to like, direct it towards like a certain market and i don't know exactly what that is like mm -hmm. whatever they have right now um it's not working really, like yeah, not it's enough. not I mean, it's and like i the nba is great because i mean everybody it, they're athletic right, right. but girls game is changing and yeah, it is yeah. getting better they are getting more views now yeah. but even like during this covid like they can use this to their advantage right. too like getting more people watching and making it a little more entertaining, I guess. But that doesn't mean like dunking all that. Like mm, the girls game is great. Like yeah, they are you. so good and talented. Yeah. And yeah. I think the girls, um, I, yeah, I think it's really honing in on a certain market and okay. figuring that out for them. And okay. yeah, but I agree. Like the wage gap is, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But I also understand it to one point, like not as many people watch right, and, yeah. and support it, which is really sad. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully, it, hopefully it turns around soon. Because yeah. yeah. I, because I have a vested interest in that myself. Because mm -hmm. I have a daughter, yeah, and I, I hope she plays basketball mm -hmm. one day. Because her mother's six one, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, I have a yeah. vested interest. You know, yeah, there's no real, sure. and I watch it myself. But again, mm -hmm. I feel like we're we're all basketball purists for you people who are watching or listening, like even Ty, my camera guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are all basketball purists. We love the game. We're here obviously talking about the game. Yeah. So we, we can enjoy watching it, but obviously sure. we're trying to find, like you said, that niche for the, the casual person, yeah. right? So yeah. like if I sit somebody down and I'm like, Hey, watch this. And I yeah. don't want them to be like, Oh, this is fucking terrible. I yeah. want, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, sure. yeah, that has to be the question that gets answered. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm just yeah. wanted your perspective. Yeah. Um, last thing before we move on to everything else, uh, what's your future goals? You know, what's, um, five years from now, you know, what would you like to do? And also after you answer that, uh, you're cause, and I'm going to probably talk about this more, but the, the head coach from Jessup, your mm -hmm. boss, uh, right. was Hernando, right? Yeah. Yep. Hern yeah. He's going to be here, uh, next week on the show, which is great. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So I said, just of, uh, just of January. January. <laughs> um, no, I just, um, you know, what's your plan? And then how has it been working with him? Yeah. That's basically yeah. It. I mean, so my plan right now is to stay at Jessup. Okay. Uh, nice. I'm there. I'm loving it. When I'm like I said before, I don't like plan everything year by year, yeah, five yeah. years, but I'm, I'm happy there right now. And nice. you know, whatever happens, I'm going to say, I love coaching okay. and I'm planning on staying coaching for nice. a while. So cool. that for the foreseeable future. So Whatever, like, I mean, I'll just 
I'm open to opportunities, but I also am very happy where I'm at right now. Very um, cool. Love working with Hernando and Ted, and um, I think we all work really well together, and we can really build this program and nice. um, get it to a place where they've never been before and Ooh, try okay. to get to a national level, like, consistently. So um, I that's really where I'm at right now. Yeah. How is um how is he as a coach? And, you know, because Ted talked about it, mm-hmm. his episode, you know, he's saying, you know, the drills. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he he is a D1 coach. He yeah. says he carries himself like that. And and, and I've, I've actually gotten, because um, we, we started talking after mm-hmm. Tesh show, we were, and uh, he has his own podcast, right? Oh, he even okay. wrote a book recently, right? Yeah. And, yep. and so I listened to his podcast oh. a little bit because I'm trying to, yeah. you know, learn this man's mind and yeah. his thinking sure. and thought process. And he seems like a real high energy guy. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? He seems yeah. like a really high energy, oh, yeah. you know, super positive guy. So oh. I'm actually pretty curious when he's on yeah, the show yeah. how he's gonna be, be fun, yeah. but i was just curious your your outlook on it and yeah. things like that yeah no he he's got his he's in everything he's <laughs> a, coaches in new zealand he wow. uh, you know is at duke does speaking he does his wow. leadership conference um yeah he does a ton but he he is trying to make it like a d1 program nice. like run it like a d1 program obviously nice. you don't have the resources you right, don't have right, everything right. like that but but on the court, it's the same thing. Like, yes. and we all, I feel like, have that mentality too. That we're just, and we're we're doing things differently than I did at D one, and we're we're pushing them. But we keep those expectations high. Yeah, and that's yes. what he does. And we bring the energy too, Good. which helps like keep the girls energetic. And when we're more energetic than the girls, then, trickle down then it's like, okay, you guys got to raise your level, but he's great with that. And he's great with, he's, we've been adapting a lot of things like towards the girls, you know, you come in with like, we're going to do this, this, and this, and you gotta, you gotta adapt sometimes. And we've, yeah. we've changed some things in practice just from like, from the break, we had like a two week break and, um, it's been awesome. We've been breaking uh-huh. up into groups and doing breakdown cool. stuff which has been great for them so very yeah, cool he's he's great nice um and obviously we'll get to know him more when he's on the show sure. next week so right. <laughs> <laughs> uh switching gears uh let's talk the nba right let's talk a little bit about the nba so the first thing i wanted to talk about because i keep seeing more and more of this uh person i don't and i'll you know feel free to jump in or i'll update you on all the stuff um i don't but um i want to talk about larsa pippen that? It's okay. That's Scotty Pippen's <laughs> ex-wife. Oh, okay. And she is wilding the fuck Why? out, bro. Why? <laughs> she is, I'm sorry. I was seeing so much stuff about her. Really? I was like, holy shit. Yeah. She is wilding. Really? Okay, so you know Malik Beasley, right? Uh yeah. he plays for yeah. um um Ty help me out here. Was it you was it uh 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 Utah? No, I can't Malik, Malik Beasley. Beasley. But he either way. I'm going to get more into this dude. College, college guy? College no, he's an NBA pro. Nuggets. nuggets. There you go. Oh, but yeah, it's on yeah, the yeah, Nuggets. Nuggets, nuggets yeah. right? So after Nate Robinson got his ass whooped by Jake Paul, yeah. the vid- this video came out about him getting his ass whooped by an NFL player over, over his uh, Instagram yeah. girl. Uh, so <laughs> the, his Instagram girl, he got pregnant. Damn. While she was pregnant, Photos of him came out with Larsa Pippen. What the hell? Damn. And remember, Larsa Pippen left Scottie Pippen and was fucking on Future. 
What? Yeah, yeah this is how crazy the story is. She's fucking on She's fucking on future. She got famous from basketball wives. Wow. Right? Yeah. Which is funny because basketball wives, most of them aren't even wives, but still. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're the side piece, basketball side piece, right? So yeah. and then so she um they got caught taking pictures together and stuff. Yeah. Um they were just walking down the street while his Instagram girl is pregnant with his kid. Right, you know, pulled a whole Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, he's from pictures with Larsa Pippen. Larsa Pippen is now allegedly, and again, say this allegedly because I think this is total bullshit and speculation or whatever. Um, they're saying uh, LeBron James Jr. is now shooting his shot with this woman. Uh. <laughs> and now they're calling her a pedophile. But at the and and Scott and 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 Scottie Pippen Jr. basically posted on his Twitter, like, okay, mama, like. I'm Damn. focused on hoop. Fuck my mama. Like, you know, that's basically, yeah. I, I'm just, I guess my talking about this is Whoa. like, how do you react to this when, when an NBA wife, ex -wife, I mean, NBA royalty, cause there are those women who are NBA royalty, like, uh, like, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant's wife, Vanessa Bryant, clearly, uh, uh, NBA royalty. And her mom is trying to fucking, uh, sue her for money, which is really her yeah. Mom? Her mom is trying wow. to sue her for money. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of wild shit she going hasn't on. Been through enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Come okay, on. how pretty heartless are you, lady? But Jeez. you know, there's a spot in hell waiting for you. So I mean, wow. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, Larsa Pippen is wilding the fuck out. I was just curious what that's you guys crazy. might think about that. Well, about I just that's, that's the first time I heard about that. But sounds crazy, right? No, that's that's really crazy. That sounds scandalous. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like, I want to say 45, 40, and she looks good. Don't get me wrong, a woman is hot. Is for that her, is that the mother of uh, Pippen's kids? They have all? four kids together. Oh wow, okay, Damn. yeah. And Scotty so Pippen Jr. is pretty famous because yeah. he's a fucking baller. That boy, Vanderbilt, is, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Vanderbilt. he's balling. And, yeah. And um and she's right. public with this shit. She's right. not like I, I mean her and Malik Beasley on the street walking together. Right. And Malik Beasley is like 23, 24. I don't Scotty Pippen's ex wife. With Scotty Pippen's ex wife walking around. I said, bro, the NBA is crazy, right? Yeah, messy. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but moving on from the scandalous shit, um, let's talk about my Warriors. Hey. <laughs> Steph Curry, okay. Remember last episode we were talking yeah. we were talking about how my Warriors need to step up, Meg. So you yeah. just you know on uh, Ted's episode I and did then hear that. Yes. yeah, and <laughs> sure enough, that same night he dropped sixty two. That was That's crazy. listen to the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so Curry, bro, yeah. big props to you. I'm, I'm thank you for uh, stepping your shit up. Let me yeah. see. I got oh, a splash yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> splash for the splash, brother, man. He and, was killing. Yeah, he, he was. And I vintage. think, and I think, even against the Clippers, he had forty something. Or I think thirty eight. They had a. They, they made a comeback. They were down by like twenty. So, I mean, again, it's too early to say MVPs or any shit like that. But I'm just saying, I do like that Steph Curry is putting the team in, on his back. In order for the Warriors to really be competitive and make the playoffs, he gonna have to be MVP Curry. Yes, that's just yes. how it is. Because yeah. I mean, because he has no clay. Yeah, and yeah. it's in right. Wiggins and. But he's uh, that good, yeah. though. Yeah. He's that good to yeah. carry them. Finally got Draymond back. Yeah, yeah. and Draymond's a good player. I mean, too many people look at his stats and they like, oh, he don't do – it's like we all know there's yeah. more than yeah. stats. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was a, that kind of player. My right. stats are yeah. never, like, great, but it's like you do a lot of other stuff, and exactly. that's Draymond. He and does Draymond a lot of Draymond makes plays. He just – again, yeah. but I think if you know the game, yeah. you know that. Yeah. You know, uh, your Lakers are number one, right? 
Uh, we're seven and three right now. I think, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they're number one. So yeah. you know, you know congratulations. In the beginning of the Shut season, up. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's about to throw I'm, up. I'm, I'm just saying, the beginning is for everybody. You know, <laughs> it, the NBA season don't start until after All Star break. So you know, you know, LeBron, a lot of players. You know, even with the Kyrie thing, everybody's like in and out of the rotation right now, especially with the COVID stuff. So I'm not, I'm not really tripping right now. I'm worried about when we get to. The finals, you know, because we are going to get back to back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying. So, yeah. Oh, well, Meg, who's your team? We didn't ask you that. You know, your, I don't. Do have one I like just... watching players, but you know the Kings. I'm from here. Okay, oh, fair enough. But speaking of the Kings, yeah. didn't that one rookie, he had a hell of a game yeah, against Chicago the other day. It. I don't yeah. remember his name. Uh, Ty, one, you could look up his name. Iowa I don't State? remember his name. Yeah. The one from Iowa the rookie for the Kings, right? For the Kings, I yeah. know you're talking about the Starts dude from with, Iowa State. Yeah, I, I know. My well, brother-in-law was talking, talking about, about him this yeah. morning. He's killing it. King, yeah. The Kings got some good young. You see the thing about ba- Bagley's dad mm-hmm. put the tweet. Yes, they got some yeah. good young talent. But yeah. what's his name? It's, it's the Kings. Oh, Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's nice. nice. He um, is. Yeah, the Kings. They, they have nice young De'Aaron Fox, Bagley, mm-hmm. him, Halliburton, um, but. It's the Kings. I mean, <laughs> I who's going to come out here? You know, we'll come up one of these days. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what big free agent going to come out here? I don't hey, know. I, res- like, I respect the loyalty because yeah. people don't understand. You I was a Warriors hard. fan when yeah. we were yeah. terrible. It's, you know yeah, what I'm for saying? For a long time. Yes, <laughs> for a very long time. So I don't know nothing about that. Day. I've only seen rings. You feel oh, me? So I don't go. know. I've been to a couple <laughs> parades myself. I don't know about that life. See these Lakers, man? See, okay. You're right. Fair enough. Could have had a ring. Right, right. That's true. But that, that, there guys, was this so interesting uh, game interesting. in uh, Sacramento. Uh, Just yeah. throwing that out there. But no. Shit happens. <laughs> Shit happens. Shit happens. Speaking of rookies and young guys, obviously we got to talk about LaMelo Ball. Oh yeah, and um, his uh, his rookie year. I mean, do we do we think rookie of the year the way he's playing? What? Yeah, what yeah. Playing right I don't now. know. Wiseman is killing it too, though. I he like is, Wiseman. That's is. on my Warriors team. Sure. That's my big on Warriors. But okay. no, he uh, youngest player to Get record a triple, a triple double. double. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. congratulations yeah. to him. And then he obviously yeah. goes. The one thing I would say, no, what I watch, I watched the game with him and Lonzo, mm-hmm. the yeah. Pelican, and all that. The biggest thing I would say is, um. Lonzo's very much too, or maybe even too much, letting the game come to him. Too passive. Right? And his brother is like, fuck that. I'm going after him. That's kind of their personalities. Exactly. If you look at them, they just, yeah. 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 Lonzo's kind of laid back, like whatever. Yeah. Melo is not like that. No. But, but, you know, congratulations to (laughs) you, Melo, if you ever hear this shit. But, you know, (laughs) congratulations to getting that triple-double. I mean, that's an accomplishment. No doubt about that. Well, his dad said he going to be the best one out of all three. So, it's looking like that right now definitely looking like that and then you know speaking on uh how covid is affecting basketball and even the nba you got players sitting out now uh bradley beal right he's oh. sitting out because westbrook with covid protocols you have a uh, tatum mm-hmm. celtics yeah. yeah and then um uh obviously the main guy we want to talk about because i feel like he's Kyrie. Getting weirder and weirder. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he's <laughs> and again, I'm not even mad at him about the sage and all this. I mean, Phil Jackson yeah, yeah. used to yeah. do stuff like that, but it's just now he's just he's he's borderline getting to just that weird guy yeah. shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, oh, he's just deep. It's like 
Nah, that's something wrong with this dude. Have, you, have <laughs> you heard him? He calls him that he calls himself and KD Seven Eleven in every interview. No, like, I didn't. You ever heard that? No. In every really? interview, no. you know, me Seven uh, Eleven, we've been killing it. You know, we just got to keep doing it. He he does. He doesn't say Kevin Durant. He Seven Eleven because he wears he wears eleven. Yeah, yeah. KD wears seven. Wow. So that's he's been trying to like I don't know he's trying to brand it. Yeah, that's not a hope he's doing. Every interview, he's trying to make that happen, make it. Yeah, sick. he's like he's like you know Seven Eleven. We are the leaders of this team. You know we're trying to do this. Like he don't even say KD or nothing. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny listening to all the other you know uh, broadcasters. They're they're laughing about it, and I don't know. I feel like KD and and, and Kyrie are in their own world. Yeah. yeah, they're really really good. So I feel like. There, they don't care what anybody thinks. Clearly, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, for us, like especially in this social media era, like they're so easy to get picked on and so many memes. Well, KD to, doesn't uh, care about buying a brush, so that's part <laughs> of his problem. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's yeah. he don't even yeah. want to wear a wave cap. I was like, bro, yeah. if you're gonna do that, just <laughs> just do something with. You're on TV. Be better. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, um, uh, uh, the Knicks are relevant. So I want yeah. to give a shout out to them. They're they're uh here, I'll throw a splash out for yeah. the for the Knicks because they're actually um five and two or six and yeah, two or yeah. something like that. And they haven't been relevant like that in a uh, long time. So uh. and I'm not like a Knicks fan like that, but the reason I wanted to bring it up is cause uh, they have Tibbs. Coaching. You know, yep. Coach Coaching. Tibbs. And uh I I'm a firm believer if you establish a culture, yeah. Um sure. that's what draws players. New York's sure. a huge market, so it's gonna draw players regardless. But I'm saying once you establish a culture, at least um a, a a player knows what they're stepping into. I think that's the biggest yeah. problem with some like what what has been with the Knicks is they didn't have an established culture, mm -hmm. right? They just had a market, mm -hmm. and the coaches. Uh, I can't even think who the previous coaches were like that. A but, lot. They've had a lot yeah, of coaches. Yeah, so, but they didn't establish yeah. like this is who we are. Yeah. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And now that they're doing that, they're definitely on an upward trajectory. If they can, because Tibbs is known for Defense. giving heart. I mean, he treats you. He he treats NBA players essentially like they're college players. He don't give no mm -hmm. fucks. He's like, mm -hmm. you know, this is a, it's it's very few coaches that can establish two things in the NBA. One, getting backed up by the front office, and what I mean by that is like uh, Greg Popovich. Mm -hmm. The back mm -hmm. office will back him up before yeah. they back a player up, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually yeah. it's usually the reverse, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so that's big in his part and then the second thing is the front office allowing a coach to really like establish mm -hmm. a culture that because again you know there's there's been players that have been pissed at tibs or back in his mm -hmm. history in chicago they're mm -hmm. like he works us too hard or all mm -hmm. the you know they complain to the yeah. nba commission you know what i'm saying but he he set that tone and, and i really like that um who's coaching phoenix right now isn't it um uh, Monty um, Williams. Yeah. They love him. Really. Yeah, him too. Like, establishing a culture yeah. is a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And being able to do that in the NBA, yeah. you know, because it's That's fucking hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. College, you can kind yeah, of choose course. who you want. NBA, right. not as much. Yeah. I mean, well, one thing, yeah. one thing that I've kind of, like, noticed, you know, with, with Tibbs is, like you said, like, one of the things, too, why he, you know, remember, he, he was in Chicago. He did get fired and went to Minnesota mm -hmm. and got fired. You know, he, he he does, there's results, but a lot of it, he still has that old school mindset. Mm -hmm. The thing that I've seen different this year with the Knicks is he's kind of been adapting to the times because mm -hmm. players are different today. <laughs> yes. You know, so with all the money that they, 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 they get paid, you can't talk to them a certain type of way like it was maybe in the 90s. And I think that's what kind of 
got him a lot of trouble before. But what I'm noticing, you know, because I've seen, I've, I've watched a couple games and stuff like that, is like uh, Julius Randle. He has Julius Randle's averaging close to a triple double. That he has him playing the point forward, mm-hmm. bringing the ball up, facilitating, you know, and f- for a coach like that to kind of go that route with somebody like that. The players want to play for him, you know, like they yeah. want to do this, and he already brings the defensive side of it. But the Knicks are just, to me, is all starts in the front office. Like they just got, like I think, a new GM, but but Dolan has to go. <laughs> regardless of this early start, they're not. I don't know. I doubt that they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. It's still early. It's you know? the East. Who knows? Yeah, but but I I, I just think that uh, uh I don't think any top players are ever going to come to new york yeah to be honest so right we'll but, see. but at least it's a good start They're going in the yeah. right direction yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i've seen the Kings start seven and two but you know still <laughs> i mean i don't know you know what i'm saying i don't <laughs> like, know like, hey, <laughs> i mean you know they have a great, they have a great like, young oh court. this is it and then right you know, i just watched basketball in june that's you know yeah, right so. and, and to be fair you're absolutely <laughs> right so and the, but the west is tough so it is you know it is what it is but the east has gotten better so yeah. No, um, only well. But the other thing I want to talk about, uh, just briefly, uh, for the because we are still mainly an AU podcast. Uh, my facility might open this week, so yay! I'm happy about that shit. (laughs) You know, if uh, Department of Justice, I guess, gives us that green light, then you know maybe we'll open up. Um, for some reason, Ken G, the founder, uh, for most of you guys know, thinks uh, we're so important that uh, <laughs> we're being we're being uh, we're being stalked every day by them. We're not that important, Ken. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're not looking at us like that. But, you know, that's just my two cents there. What I wanted to um, really delve into and talk about was because, again, um, uh, for those who listen and those who know me and know this show, who's been listening consistently and things like that, I, we really try to briefly talk about political things and things like that. But I feel obviously this is pretty fucking relevant. Um, we all know about uh, the Capitol riot, the, the, the coup, the uprising, the whatever the fuck, I just call it a criminal terrorist act. Mm-hmm. That's just me yeah. personally, just mm-hmm. fucking terrorism and, 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 and bold face uh, error. Obviously be, us being in California. And that's what I have to acknowledge too. Cause I'm, you guys have traveled, you, 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 you've seen, you know, even in our own country and things like that, we are very different as a state compared to the rest of the country. Oh, yeah. We just are, you know what I mean? Um, even in comparison to the rest of the world, you know, but for sure, just in the U S and seeing all this division, all these basically closet racists who now get to, who feel emboldened to come out. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I'm obviously even for you, Meg, you're, you know, you're a Caucasian woman, so I'm sure you've been in situation. But that that that's what I think is interesting too, because you 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 play in a predominantly African American sport, black yep. sport. I'm sure you got well, I know for a fact you got plenty of black friends, guys yeah. and girls and everything in between. And, you know, all this crazy shit's going on. I mean, I don't know what it's gonna take for things to be okay. I don't know how we're gonna get this shit right. I just think the start is we gotta get that fucking orange Cheeto out of the White House, <laughs> and that's just my Can't opinion. Wait. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's what do you do? I mean, and I tell like people in my circle, I'm like, you gotta start with with around you it's not like we can't change the world and like in one day you know and obviously no like it's gonna take a lot but you know just 
trying to educate and we've talked a lot with our team and had a lot of conversations tough conversations because we have girls from all kinds of different backgrounds yeah. and really like it's really just understanding each other you don't have to agree on everything you don't have to like yeah. l- love what one person does but you know you got to understand their perspective and i think that's the biggest thing but you know like our president does not feel that way it's yeah. uh, one way and he's very just dividing the whole nation and it's really showing especially in this last week yeah. it's yeah. uh definitely become a lot more uh in your face yes very <laughs> if it much. wasn't before what about what about you mark anything uh, any it's, it's um i'm happy that twitter finally banned him yeah you know, because oh. to me that's that's what, like I said, with, in, in the era that we live in, mm-hmm. that's his weapon that he's been using sure. to find all of these racists who don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Or driving all the way from down south all the way to the capital. You know what I'm saying? Like, because of what he has created these last four years off social yeah. media, the fear, you know what I'm saying? The rallies, everything like that, you know, and, and, and it's crazy. Like just reading, I mean, it's scary to be real with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Just, just, just seeing it, watching it. I live in Dixon. So, you know, I'm from San Diego, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so since I've been living yeah. in Dixon, you know, even the street that I live on is still crazy, but it's funny because my <laughs> wife. So let me just tell a quick story. This, 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 this is how scary and bad, okay. especially now that you know I have kids. You know, yes. um, but I'm I'm with my wife. You know what I'm saying? Black Lives Matter, everything. But I live so I live in Dixon. You know what I'm saying? And even on the street that we live in, you know, I'm I'm driving by. You know, a couple of Trump flags and right, right. bikers that be yeah. driving up and down our street you know what i'm saying but my wife i remember you know she it was it was i forgot what happened but she got one of those things you know that you put on your car where you can write stuff you know what I'm saying? i remember i came back home i see the blm on the side you know i see a black heart on the other side and then fuck trump like on the on, on the thing and and i was like i was like what the I'm, I'm just thinking about where we live yeah even though yes i understand like i'm with you i remember i was like you gotta take that shit off and then you don't know they might do something they might throw something through the window yeah you know we got that biker neighbors down the street yeah you know what i'm saying and then and then after the capitol hill thing which really just made me i'm sure everybody feel a certain type of way yeah pissed everything like that then she got this sign black lives matter she put it on the yard I was like, you know what? Let's leave it there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and and to me, to me, I just feel like even though shit is getting crazy, I feel like this is the kind of I feel like in anything in life, in order to become successful and see success, you have to like go through the trenches first. Mm -hmm. And I feel like right now with all this crazy shit that's happening, I think this is a sign because to me, it's all these people are coming out because they know that things are changing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're getting scared. You know what I'm saying? And the country's so, at a tipping point. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trump is, he, I mean, he can't do shit. Like he sees that he's losing the power. So for us to be in this position where, okay, things are getting crazy, but we know, I still believe that 2021 is going to be a good year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still believe that because it's going to start when he gets out of here. But then at the same time, like I'm kind of nervous, like, you see all this stuff, you know, the proud boys talking about, oh, when Biden, when they, when they, uh, uh, you know, when Biden puts his hand on the Bible and they uh, induct him and all that, like we about to tear shit up and da da da. Like we didn't see no national guard for capital. Right. We didn't see nothing. So you telling me that are they going to have real security? You know, when that day comes where it's official, 
no more Trump and all the stuff that I've been saying. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. it's really crazy. It's not and over I, yet. And, yeah. yeah and not. I think we're kind of removed because, again, we're in California, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. this, this state is typically pretty liberal. And, yeah. and even... And just being keeping shit real because this is about that life podcast. I'm gonna keep shit real with y'all in my area where my gym is at here in Rockland. Oh, there's plenty of pockets out here of Trump supporters and motherfuckers who probably don't want to deal with me or talk to me or you know because this is the reality of the life I live. I'm a I'm a black business owner in Rockland. I'm probably zero point zero 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 one percent of black business owners in Rockland. Like, you know what I mean? I am and I'm mixed. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I am that small ass percentage. And it's like uh, I see it, you know, and 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 I don't give a shit because my mom, my mom was ex-Black Panther. Grew up in Oakland. My mom was ex-Black Panther. That's the heritage I come from. Um, You know, my grandmother uh, uh, walked with uh, Rosa Parks. You know what I mean? So that's where this attitude of I don't give a fuck comes from. It it was instilled in me by my grandmother and mother because those who raised me. Um, Me seeing this, um, it it's kind of a necessary evil. I hate to say it. It's it's like I said, the country's at a tipping point, and mm-hmm. we have a lot of people who have made their lines understand. The biggest, the best part of what I'm seeing is, a co- which is a combination of things, is we have white allies, right? Like we joked about when Jay was on the co- uh, uh, podcast, right? But that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I fucks with you, Meg. You know that. Like we cool as that, and I feel yeah. like same here same, like you know what same, i'm saying and yeah. it ain't got shit to do with race like no. we just cool like that you know what i'm saying and yep. i'm saying for our for the kids i coach mm-hmm. i see that you know yeah. when my eighth graders walking you saw that right, right. one eli is fucking polynesian yeah. you know dom is white and mom <laughs> is white, and they all you know yeah. mess with they're right. the they are an example of me of mm-hmm. where we're gonna be eventually absolutely but yep. we have to go through the shit right yep. now to get them there Yep. Now, you know, this whole con- conversation of there's going to be a civil war. but It's like, okay, well, first off, I really don't think that's going to happen. I don't think our country is going to devolve yeah. into a full-on civil war. Yeah. You have to think back when that was happening, slavery was still a thing. Yeah. Okay? So sure. there ain't, there's that. We're not. World. Exactly. Yeah. And what a lot of people st- still, and again, like you said, that's the fear that they feel. What they're oh. realizing is they're more the minority now. Nope. Yeah. That's where this fear is coming from. They're realizing there are less and less and less of us racist fucks out there. Mm-hmm. There's just less and less of us. Yeah. There's more. There's more biracial children. There's more people that are prefer interacting with yeah. each other just on a human level. They don't, the race thing don't matter. Yeah. Of course, you still got your assholes out there, but mm-hmm. they're they're realizing there's less and less of them. Losing power. Yeah. yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 2021. Yeah. 2021. <laughs> so, you know, I, again, it's it's just obviously I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because overall we try to make this a good positive show, but I feel like you can't ignore it. No. Yeah. I have all my nieces and nephews. They're mixed. So it's like, I yeah. mean, I feel like I have to, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. do something, right. you know, talk right. about it. Right. And like they're going to be growing up in this world that it's going to go like one of two ways like yep. and not everybody obviously you're going to go certain parts of the country are never going to change yeah. but yeah, yeah. you know that's what i love about california and and out here it's very accepting yeah and you don't really have to worry about that whereas you go somewhere else and, and yeah, yeah you, you were looked at sideways yes. because of that absolutely so, you know well then going on to respectfully disrespectful uh, let's get back to AU. So, um, 
you know, I wanted to get back to that AAU basketball in general, kind of my outlook and wanted to talk about your outlook here, Meg, since you're here. Um, uh, should, you know, there's a pockets of AAU going on right now. Um, in Yuba, there's other gyms doing their thing, obviously. Um, I, I say, let the kids play, you know what I mean? The kids, the kids should be able to play. Obviously parents have to decide within their families if they feel comfortable letting the kids go out or not, but it seems to be an overall consensus that most people are comfortable with it. However, I'm not, and I always have to repeat this. I'm not, um, minimizing the risk. I'm not minimizing COVID. I'm not minimizing the deaths that have happened. I am not minimizing that, but it is very hard to tell people, pay your bills you know, pay your child support, pay whatever, do what you got to do, but we're going to close everything down. Yeah. Like how, you, how can we possibly do that? Cause the country, the, the federal government isn't pushing money out fast mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. So the one few things that we as, you know, just athletes and parents and everything can hold on to is let our, let these kids have some fun and play right. basketball. Right? right. I'm sure when you're with the girls and everything, I mean, it just helps it, release some of that tension and gives you some sort of normalcy. So I was just curious, like, do you think they should let the kids out there and play and do, you know, just play basketball again, play sports? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if the parent, if the kid is comfortable with it, like obviously you can do as much as you can to keep everything you know like safe you sanitize whatever but honestly like we've dealt the mental state of some of these kids especially as you get higher like college high school like they need this because that's how they're staying in school and staying out of trouble you don't they don't have this they're just finding putting their energy into anything else they can find Mm -hmm. and so I think for a lot of them, like, as long as you're safe and, like, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions, but that age is, they're at very low risk, you know, like, and not saying that you shouldn't be careful, but, I mean, let the kids play, like, let them enjoy their life because everything else has changed, so, I mean, if, as long as they're comfortable with it, their parents are comfortable with it, yeah, I would say I would say let them get out there, right? Yeah. What about you, Mark? Let them play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know me. I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been busy. <laughs> I've been busy with, with no high school sports. You know what I'm saying? I've been I've been in the lab. So <laughs> going outside. I, one one thing that I, I've been noticing is um, there are the parents, which it's understandable. Like everybody has their reasons. Everybody you know have has their own beliefs. You know, where I, I've had kids that you know um, I had a couple parents. Um, you know, ask me, all right, so what are your protocols? Do you sanitize? Do you wear masks? And I got some other parents, you know, they ain't tripping, you know, yeah. they just, you know, they just need work. So it's been in- interesting, like navigating through all this. And um, like I said, like I'm still a lot of places in, in where in Solano County are closed. So, you know, like I've been outside. So, but at the same time, I just noticed that the kids that I work with, you know what I'm saying? Like they tell me, you know, like, like, oh, like, you know, like, doing online schooling is like, it's not, it's, it's weird or right. the motivation. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, I'm passing my classes, but it's like, I don't know. It's not, you know, like a lot of kids are just cheating or they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, it's just, it's crazy knowing that they've been going through this for, for almost a year, you know? And then of course to train or to go find a, a gym or, or practice or anything is just like a, a change, yeah. you know? It's like, okay, like we work in, you know, if anything, I feel like the, the, the sessions have been more intense, to okay. be honest. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's kind of my perspective, how I've been seeing things. Well, yeah. I, uh, I think 
I definitely think this is getting a bit excessive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been shut down. I know, at least I could say for my gym, been shut down since December, January. We're now going, you know, through January, probably going into February. I hope it changes. I mean, you know, Ted talked about it yesterday. We even went high school. You got to be in a certain color. You got to be in a certain tier. And yeah. It's, Pods. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and again. We're even doing that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's tough, man. It's just yeah. it's tough. And, you know, I I just can't reiterate it enough. Like, kids hang in there because I do know so many kids listen to the to the show. And, you know, hang in there, fellas. Keep you working. Know, girls. Keep like, working. Exactly. Just, just do what you can. You yeah. know, we know it's. I feel bad for them. I don't know uh, if I was their age, yeah. how the fuck I could handle this. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm hanging on <laughs> just because I got yeah. to. <laughs> we grown. We got other right. shit yeah. to worry Gotta about. But, <laughs> but I'm like, man, if I'm 15, me, 15 year old, 16 year old, me, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure themselves out. Right? Yeah, this <laughs> without shit's all tough. this, it's this tough, tough <laughs> without yeah. all this. So you know, yeah. Yeah, I just was wanted to touch on that. Um, I wanted to also, well. And having you here, I want we have a unique perspective too. I wanted to talk about your um, the women's basketball overseas, and you know, um, in other countries and stuff, and and women's basketball here. D- is do you acknowledge or see a difference in the treatment or just the the overall atmosphere for it, or is it all you know pretty much the same? Where from your perspective? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's. It depends on the level you're at and, like, where you're playing. Like I was saying, Australia, we practice, like, two, three times a week. Right, which, right, right. <laughs> going from, from college to yeah. Europe, that is not the case. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Australia has great basketball players, too, nice. if you see that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's different. I would say the intensity here, for me, personally was more in college okay um but europe depending on the team i was on some of them were super intense you're going twice a day and i mean it's a job it is more of a business over there um i know that happens in some colleges here i was a little bit more like mid-major d1 but Mm Um, but definitely over there, I think the biggest difference is like, it's a business and yeah. if you don't perform, then, then no, you're bye. <laughs> yeah. Then so, you're um, but yeah, the, the intensity for me personally was college. It was very intense, but I loved it. Cool. Yeah, I loved nice. every minute of it. Cool. And then, um, do you have any, like, uh, well, I would say did the coaching, like for your, for your coaching out there, like, right. you know, I, I, I know I wasn't. My coach wasn't really coaching me. I did early. He's just like, hey, just shoot some threes, and you you better keep shooting them fucking threes. I mean, that basically was was my level of coaching. You know, um, did you have any like coaches that really you gravitated with, or anything overseas that really like you felt helped you or helped you evolve your game? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot from every one of them, whether it was good or bad. Okay, you know. Um, one, I had a great coach in Australia my first year in Australia. I thought, nice. like, he really um, – he knew what he was doing. He he helped me, like, let me play the way I wanted to play too and nice. the way I, I love to play. And um, But, yeah, I mean, Europe, I had some good coaches. I had some – I had one – when I was in Prague, I had one. He spoke – he was from – where was he from? Serbia. Okay. Wow. And – he didn't speak Czech or English, Whoa. and oh, wow. so we had three different languages going on, and that was interesting. I mean, yeah. I can say I didn't uh, 
maybe you learn a ton from him. Yeah, right, right. Just, 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 but just I, scored I, a basketball, damn it. But <laughs> I think over there you learn from experience yes. a lot. And it's not, I mean, at that level it's really like you're coming into play. And, yeah, yeah obviously, like, you work and you get better. But, I mean, for the most part it was like I was just playing and, you know, so – I would I would do a lot when I came home okay. to to really get my experience up. Perfect. Yeah. So then I'm curious of your thoughts, and because mm-hmm. me and him always talk about this, and we'll probably talk about it even now uh, with AAU basketball. I mean, yeah. you you've been to tournaments, you've seen oh, yeah. you've been yeah. hardwood courtside, you see the atmosphere <laughs> of it. You know, the AAU atmosphere is fucking insane now yeah. uh, on the women's side and guys side. I don't yeah. care what side of yeah. it, just this whole bubble of AAU in this. And basketball AU in this country is yeah. insane. Now, again, it's not bad. To me, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's actually a great thing, but it does have bad sides to it, yes. right? Yeah. So I'm curious, you being a newer coach, yeah. you coming from the perspective of, you know, okay, I was playing pro, and now I'm stepping in and seeing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on the, yeah. the AU atmosphere? It is way bigger than when I was, (laughs) when I was in it, um, with the Chicago tournament, like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's crazy. And I think a lot of kids can get lost in the crowd too. Mm -hmm. Like you may have a great player, but they have 10 other great players on the team. So it's like, um, how do you, and that goes back to how do you stand out? Like, how are you going to stand out? And, um, I think some great teams have come out of it, some great programs, but I also think it's just like a every man, like everybody mm-hmm. plays. It's mercenary renegade yeah, shit, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, which is good. Like you want the kids to, to have a place to play, and I think that it has been a good, good part of it, but I also like – then everybody thinks they're going to the NBA, you know, <laughs> like, so, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it's like good or bad, but it has gotten, it's, yeah. it has gotten to be a lot of a business too. Yes. Like, because you got coaches that don't necessarily know what they're doing, but act like they do. Right. And it's like, you're not helping these kids and I mean, making promises and, <laughs> and not deliver. Like don't promise a kid when they're in eighth grade that you're going to get a D one scholarship. And <laughs> it's like, you don't need, they haven't even had time to develop. Exactly. So, I mean, I think, I think that side of it is something that has gone kind of downhill, but um, yeah. Okay. What about you, Mark? Still any, Thoughts of this AAU atmosphere we're living in? Well, I mean, like, just listening to you guys, I mean, one thing I wanted to ask you, so, like, if you have a, a kid, right, because to me it's just looking like, you know, especially with high school basketball, mm-hmm. kids aren't getting recruited, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like, you know, with MJ, you know, like, yeah. nobody was driving to Vacaville High School, right. you know what I'm saying, right. to, to go recruit a kid who's averaging 27 points per game. So, like, like what I'm trying to learn, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't do AAU, but you know, right. still at the end of the day, like I'm still trying to learn, like how do I get a kid to be, like you said, noticed, mm-hmm. you know? Cause a lot of what I preach to a lot of my kids is because you, I feel like you have to adapt. Yes. At the, like you said, like you're going to have to stand out. Mm-hmm. Right. So w- what is it? Like you said, there's a lot of kids who are really, really good, but that they'll, they'll play on the Oakland soldiers where all right. the kids are really, really right. good. Yeah. Who's going to get the scally. And like you said, it's, every man uh, 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 for themselves. So like in your opinion, if I have a kid, you know, and, and I know that he's not on the AAU team, 
Right. But I know he's really, really talented, but I know the politics. I know you got to know people. Yeah. How do I navigate this kid to make sure that through the years of high school, as he develops and trains and you know he has potential, get him to the right people is it still the like well if if they find you they find you you know the whole the whole damian lillard or <laughs> stephen curry or cj mccullum well you know if they find you if you're so good they'll find you i feel like that's it's not really true to me i feel like it's half and half i feel like it's about timing but like is there a strategy you know what i'm saying is there like do i really gotta know people to be like yo so-and-so at compton magic i know somebody yeah. like is it like how like how it's would you a, do it it's a combination of both um, it really is at this juncture. So the, the, I hate that saying personally, what you just said, mm -hmm. the, if you're so good, they'll find you. That's mm -hmm. bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just bullshit nowadays. Mm -hmm. Not. And again, this is assuming we're talking like division one professional yeah. level, yeah. like yeah. top tier yeah. division yeah. one, you know, yeah. Duke, Kentucky, mm -hmm. something like that. If you're good, they'll find you. Usually works for the NAI kids, the the low, you know, the D3 kids, mm -hmm. high academic kids. Like, yeah, if you're good and you have great grades, they'll find you. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. we're, you know what I'm saying? But if we're, if we're talking like mid to top tier D1, no, they're not going to find you because they get thousands of fucking emails yeah. all the time. They get thousands of videos sent to them all the time. Mm -hmm. They see thousands of ballers life videos and all mm -hmm. that shit. They're the market is saturated mm -hmm. with it. So, no. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work of just be really good and they're going to find you. So yeah. that's just on yeah. that aspect right there. That needs to be yeah. completely uh, uh, amended or, yeah. or reworded or yeah. whatever. No, be good yeah. means that'll get you through the door. Cause I, I, I say that too, cause I have parents that I talk to parents where, and I'm learning that there's different type of parents. Mm -hmm. There's the parents who know the blueprint, yes. who understand the politics and yes. you got the parents who will, it's okay. Little Johnny, they'll find you. You can, you can play it for a hot shot to lead in Davis. <laughs> good luck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so yeah, like, like, so what is it? Like, what so the formula that at least I follow. So mm -hmm. it really comes down to the club. Mm -hmm. the coach and his network, mm -hmm. his or her network. Okay. okay. If I'm speaking about myself, mm -hmm. okay, well, I have to identify how I am as a coach. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I'm a pretty good damn coach. Anybody mm -hmm. who's coached against me or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They, they've even identified that about mm -hmm. me. Now, do I have a reputation as a hard coach or a crazy mm -hmm. motherfucker? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't deny it. I don't. Yeah. yeah I, I, but anybody fucking Dan, uh, team Lillard knows because you steal all my players. Don't act like you don't. Oakland Soldiers, you know, and I'm talking, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm talking yeah. to you. I'm talking to you, Marshall. <laughs> you my homie, Marshall. Marshall Collins, yeah. uh, 17U <laughs> top tier Soldiers coach. Me and him talk. Yeah, you try to take my players too. Like, it's all good. Ryan and Team Touch, Adidas Circuit, you try to take my players too, bro. It's all good. I'm not mad at it, but you're not doing that because you think my team sucks. Well. You're not going after my players because you think my team sucks. So that's the first thing. I identify mm -hmm. myself as a coach, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, the 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 second tier is the club. Mm -hmm. Does the club have a reputation, right? Does if you're if your mom and dad elite, yeah. if your other town select, nobody get, nobody knows you. Yeah. There's no reputation. There's no history there, yeah. right? YBA has been around 17, 18 years. There's history there, mm -hmm. right? Oakland Soldiers. They've been pumping out D ones. Now, granted. Are they more of a mercenary renegade faction of AAU? Absolutely. But you can't deny the product. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? West Coast Elite. They've yeah. been pushing out D1. Play. I mean, again, there has to be history and culture there, right? Okay. Um, and then a third, yes, is network. Yeah. Are I 
I, well, before ARC was shut down, I, I was a JC coach. So I learned how to manipulate my JC network in order to meet other coaches and, you know, rub elbows with them and talk mm-hmm. to them. And, and now I can make those phone calls of, Hey, yeah. I have a kid, check them out. The, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have the history because I've sent them talented kids before. Now for, to go back to where you're saying, where you're like, okay, I got this talented kid. Um, I want to do the best for him, but how do I tell them? Where do I push them? Where do I go? Mm-hmm. Again, that really comes down to your network. Mm-hmm. It really comes down to the people you know and the people yeah. you can trust. It really does come down to the individual that is yeah. the handler, right? That's what we would call you. You're mm-hmm. you're the head. Like you sent me, you've sent me at least three or four players right yeah. now between yeah. uh, Daryl, right? Tariq. Um, Tariq. And, yeah. I think, and then I got another one who just joined with Daryl's squad, uh, Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. That's 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 your that's the network portion, right? And that falls on you Mm -hmm. because you're the handler. So since I'm talking to you as the handler, that that falls on that portion of you, and you're obviously trusting me and assuming that I'm going to put them in the position to be looked at at the cock. Because again, I don't walk into this thinking all my kids are going to D one. Fuck no, I don't. I don't do that. I'm very realistic Mm -hmm. with my kids and parents, even on that 16 U team, which, you know, I love to death and they're super talented. I think I only have two, maybe three potential, potential D one guys, you know what I'm saying? And that's, Again, they're sophomores. They're yeah. sophomores in high school. There's right. a lot of question marks right. about if that happened. Now, if you ask me, do I think they'll all be collegiate players? Absolutely. Yeah. I, but what level, yeah. that's totally different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some might be at East Bay. Some might be at Jessup. Some might be, you know, going to Florida. I mean, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. we just have to, time will tell, yeah. right? Yeah. So the best way I can say to answer your question is it really does come down to you trusting mm-hmm. your instincts, mm-hmm. you trusting in someone else because yeah. again i believe yeah. i'm a firm believer that you only you if if you want to go somewhere fast you go alone if you want to go somewhere far you go together mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have to have a I strong like net you have to have a strong network of people yeah. Yeah. that you can trust yeah. that will help you get to that destination you obviously trust me yeah. and i trust in the people that i work with which then gets these kids to where yeah. they potentially want to go are, but the, on the flip side of it, are there people that lie and exploit, like what you were talking about, Meg, the people that lie and exploit and bullshit mm-hmm. families, kids, and everything for either their own individual clout, for their money, because yeah. there is a lot of money being handled out mm-hmm. here. It's just, I'm just going to yep. be quite honest, like I always am on this show. And, um, you know, uh, uh, a lot of vicarious living yep. through, right? We oh, yeah. You see it with parents, which is weird as fuck, because I'm, again, if my son wants to play basketball my daughter i'm not living through him like mm-hmm. do your thing yeah, bro yeah. like it's your if, life all right if it, but if you suck and you ask me like dad how'd i play it was terrible like i mean that's that's <laughs> what i'm gonna tell him i mean that's just but i'm not i'm not living through you you know what i'm saying um and then of course you have coaches yeah uh i know a lot of coaches that um when the kids win they they take home the trophy yeah you know like any trophy i win is you know, yeah. out there for display. Or I tell the kids, one of the kids, you want to take this? Like, you're MVP. You want to, like, it's not my right. fucking trophy. Right. Like, I don't right. I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it is more of you, ha- you have to figure yeah. it out. You yeah. have to grow and keep learning and figure out who's right, who's not, and learn from experience. Build you know your what network. I'm yes, exactly. Yeah. So when you So when you have a kid like that, a talented yeah. kid that you're like, okay, yeah. man, I got this really – you know, great athlete mm-hmm. who I think has collegiate potential, mm-hmm. but this high school shit ain't going to get him seen. It's not going to be enough. 
you have to make the strategic choices okay. and then trust in that person that you've given them yeah. to. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. easiest. Because, again, when I have athletes who I think are above my club, because mm-hmm. there are kids that we have in YBA who are, you know, I'm like, you're too good for even – you're yeah. too good for this. We got to yeah. get you on a circuit or whatever. On the flip side of it, we're kind of with COVID, kind of evens the playing field now because there ain't yes. gonna be no circuit. Yeah. There ain't gonna be no private Nike. We do what? Where the fuck you gonna go? Yeah. The most of the country shut down. You gonna go the same fucking place as we are? Utah, yeah. Arizona, Arizona. <laughs> and maybe play like you going the same yeah. Nike. Right. You going the same yeah. motherfucking place I'm yeah. going? Like Under Armour, yeah, I'll see you there. Adidas, right. I'll right. be running against you too. Like that's <laughs> so. That kind of is now pretty cool because even the playing field, right? Because that's what they could. But again, pre-COVID, right, if I have a player and I'm like, man, you know, this kid's really, really good, I'll make a call to uh, Marshall at the Oakland Soldiers and say, hey, I got a point guard. He's really fucking good. You need to you need to take a look at him. I'll make a call to Ryan Silver from West Coast Elite, right? Because I can – because my interest – is in the kid getting yep. the most out of what he needs. For sure. yep. There are unfortunately there are a lot of coaches that's not the case. Yeah. That's the part where it's yeah. made it fucked up for people like me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaches they don't want that kid to leave because it's more about the brand than it is the child. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just we're lucky enough, at least at YBA, it's not about the brand is what it is. YBA yeah. ain't we are what we are. We ain't going nowhere. Shit, we've been here, like I said, 17, 18 years. The brand is Getting kids better at basketball. Yeah. That's literally the brand. Getting them better at basketball, enjoying it, having fun, having great coaching, having a great atmosphere. Is every AU club like that? Absolutely not. So, you know, that hopefully that's the best elaborate answer that I can give. That was a great you. answer. I'll say something too, actually. I'll like the kids gotta figure out like does he wanna play on like the stay on the west coast or mm-hmm. does he wanna play on the east coast? Yeah, so that's truly right. If he wants to stay out here then go into a team that just goes to all East Coast yeah. big yes. tournaments. Yeah. Like he's gonna, yeah, he'll get seen. Mm-hmm. And some West Coast coaches go. Yeah. Like that happens. Yeah. But but find a team that is gonna go to the places that'll yeah. get you looked at with yeah. the teams that you want to. And if you are like, if you're great, you're on the the soldiers. You're but you're tenth on the bench, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Then are you gonna really get seen? No, yeah. probably not. Like you're not gonna get as much playing time. You're not gonna get out there as much. So like finding a team that you can really like showcase your talent, not sit the bench and, because, and, and win games. Yeah, like, absolutely right. And that's the yeah. thing. Like those programs will hold over you is like, oh, we're gonna give you shoes and we're gonna give you right. backpacks and we're gonna give you hood. Like, well, yeah. fuck it, I'll give you some shoes and a, a hoodie. Yeah. And a, last time I checked, your mom bought you some shoes. Like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the th- type of yeah. caveats they hold over a club like myself. Mm-hmm. So you know, with 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 COVID, it's kind again, it's kind of even the playing field now because yeah. they can't they can't manipulate anything yeah. I, I think uh west coast elite the ryan he's gonna hold his own shit i think i'm pretty sure nike and all of them they're gonna try to figure it out yeah. but ultimately we're all going to the same place yeah yep. we just might be there different weekends <laughs> i mean that's really what it yeah. comes down to yeah. like we'll just be there different weekends or we'll all be there the same weekend and it'll be like a million fucking people in in Vegas or or Utah or whatever, and they'll just have us all in these different yeah. locations and gyms. But ultimately, that's it. I mean, that's that's just really what it comes down to. So, I think you just you you gotta you gotta go with you gotta go with who you trust. Yeah. 
and the kid has to decide absolutely where do they want to go and be realistic with themselves like what level do you really think i what i do i I, this is the tip i do for my teams and you know whoever's listening maybe coaches parents you can do it with your kids i tell my kids we pick we do three colleges that are are dream colleges right that are above your reach uh three colleges that you think are your level right and three colleges that you think are beneath you Mm. and then we decipher from that okay what's your location what's your okay where is it at okay most of these are west coast schools okay let's narrow it down from there all right i think i know a coach here i think i know a guy okay mm, this might be a little out your reach but you know what this one might work you know what i mean like and then we go from there you know but just you know to have a random kid like i'm going to duke (laughs) <laughs> what <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like what it's always the dream but, yeah you know. like, oh, like okay like do you know how many west coast players yeah. go to duke and sit their ass on the bench like yeah they don't fuck with us like that take your ass to cal <laughs> go to cal state east bay like what, yeah. what are you doing you know it's like it's it's sac state like it's right there like i, I don't know man it's it's weird like that go but actually play somewhere yes yeah. absolutely the bench for four years <laughs> absolutely yeah i want to um do our shout outs real quick before we close out of here um i uh wanted to give a shout out to uh coach uh chance peterson uh he's he took the YBA girls over to Yuba and they played. So just yeah. uh, definitely want to give them a shout out for, you know, I'm I'm happy to see the girls playing a little bit. My teams haven't played. So seeing some YBA right. teams play, I'm just happy about that. Like, thank you for keeping them going. Um, I wanted to do also a last shout out to uh, uh, your boss, Coach Hernando, right? I want to, yeah. um, you know, look forward to having you on the show, brother. Um, he, he did tell me he – saw the episode with Ted and yep, he really he liked just, it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was watching it the other day. Okay, yep. cool. So I'm glad he enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I, I look forward to having him on the show. And, you know, other than that, I, I think that's it for me. You got anything, Mark, or any uh, no, shout-outs? No, I'm good. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. Yes. Thanks yes, for having me. Yes. It's fun. No problem. Uh, no, thank you, Meg, again, for coming on the show. I, that's, that's kind of a theme. I want to get out there for people. I want to have more women on the show because I... Uh, good. I, yeah, right. I want you guys to have a platform and a voice. So hopefully that'll be for 2021. I'll get a good more, more balance of women. Here. Yes. Yeah. But to be fair, some of them don't want to talk. They all I scared. Know, I'm like, what do you just come over here and talk to me? Talk you'll, basketball. You'll, you can find some. Yes. Thank you. Tabitha Wampler. Yes. Calling you out. Yeah, thank you. Because I did invite her. I did yes, invite her, especially because right. she's opening a gym. Exactly. That's it. That's got to talk Janae, about that. Janae Young. Yes. Yes. Too. Absolutely. So. <laughs> So, no, um, but, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, for you guys who are watching uh, or uh, watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast, again, uh, really appreciate if you like, uh, destroy, annihilate, uh, incinerate. Uh, come on, I'm trying to think. you got to try to think of a good pronoun. But uh, hit that like button for us, please. Hit the follow. Hit the subscribe. It does help. Um even if you don't and you just watch the show and you enjoy it i appreciate it like one of my uh on the last episode uh one of the old refs that i know he's the one who left a comment under the youtube thing and was just like hey man i want to be on the show so please hit us up uh links are be at the bottom uh for the on the well they'll be on the itinerary for the show uh but it'll also be on the links for the youtube uh, hit that like button helps with the algorithm we appreciate you mark you got anything to add to this no i'm good see you guys next week all right and we are well and we are out <laughs>